This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Glenn Venzep. And it is time now for a Washington report where President Joe Biden has signed a new executive order. And it's a big one as well. It is very important and it's potentially have some big impact on competition competitiveness in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, so competition, you mentioned, uh, that's going to do something to the U.S. economy. So you've got a case of agencies uh, cracking down on anti-competitive practices in sectors from agriculture to drugs and even labor. And the government says that it comes as the rate of new business formation has fallen nearly 50% since the 1970s as large businesses are making it harder for Americans with good ideas to break into markets. And that's according to Biden's White House. All right. So he's gone after corporate monopolies across a broad swath of uh, industries and includes 72 initiatives that he wants more than a dozen federal agencies to act on. Wow. How's this also going to play out. Usually, we catch up with Nirmal Ghosh, our Straits Times U.S. Uh, Bureau Chief, but he's on leave. So, sitting in for Nirmal is Steve Oaken, Senior Advisor, McLarty Associates. Good friend of ours. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Elliot, and good morning, Glenn. A bit of deja vu for Steve, because <laughs> I think he just spoke to you, didn't <laughs> just, you? <laughs> just a couple days ago, we could replay our international news review from Saturday. <laughs> not quite, not quite, but... <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's start off with the executive order, Steve. I mean, mm. it's, it's aimed at limiting corporate power. It centers around data collection and obviously the protection of consumers. What else can you tell us about it? Well, look, the, the underlying principle behind what the president has done is that uh, he said capitalism without competition isn't capitalism, it's exploitation. The government needs to set the rules when it comes to how businesses compete with each other, how they deal with their workforce, how they deal with their customers, and really, starting with Ronald Reagan, going through now, the government has taken a a relatively hands-off approach to business, and it looks like that will no longer be the case. Steve, it's news for uh, obviously big business and for small business as well. How do you think it will affect big companies, big pharma, for example? What, what could or should their strategies be when we look at larger companies, MNCs? Well, I mean, first, let's see how much the business community fights this, because first, it can't go into effect just, you know, with, with the issuing of the president's directive that regulatory agencies have to take steps. Congress may have to legislate in some places. And, and I would hope that, that business is going to work with the regulators to try and get to a level playing field. I mean, for example, like the Department of Transportation, my own regula- old regulatory agency, right now, if the airlines charge you for bags and they charge everybody for bags, now it used to be free, now you have to uh, pay for a bag. If the bag is delayed, the airline keeps your money. And the customer can do nothing about it. So now the government is going to step in and say, airline, if you make a promise for a service and you don't keep it, you have to give the money back. Let's hope that the airlines work with the government. Let's hope the drug companies work with the FDA. Let's hope, uh, you know, the tech companies work with the FTC. But I think you're going to see a lot of battles in Washington. Steve, help me out if, if I'm on the wrong track here. You know, over the past year where America is concerned, every other week it's always been a focus on the jobs numbers. Now with this, how will it change jobs in America, livelihoods in America? What, what should we pay attention to? 
Well, I mean, there's there's one like a, a direct one would be that this executive order would outlaw, you know, uh, non-compete agreements. So right now, a business often goes to manager who's, who they're recruiting, saying, if you're going to sign with us, you have to agree not to compete with us for a year or sometimes even longer after you leave. That obviously hurts worker mobility. It, it hurts customers. Uh, it hurts businesses from, from picking up talent from one business to the other. And it gives a lot of power in into a business over labor and their ability to move from job to job. And so this would be one small example of how it would open up labor mobility. Okay. But then there's also issues, for example, where, where farm, you know, where, where manufacturers of tractors say only we can repair the tractor. Farmer, you can't repair the tractor yourself. We're going to sell you the tractor and we're going to force you to come back to us. And that, that costs money. That costs a part of the livelihood. So it's all of these things that are interwoven together. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. We're talking with Steve Oaken, Senior Advisor at McLarty Associates in our Washington report. Uh, Nirmal Ghosh, our normal contributor, is on uh, holiday at the moment. Steve, another big move from Biden was that the uh, U.S. forces, of course, pulling out of Afghanistan. He set that final date. Kandahar base is already empty. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's being questioned by the military leaders uh, who want a presence there, who want this 20-year presence to carry on because of their worried about the the Taliban takeover or retakeover. Uh, what, What do we know about the latest on this right now in this evolving story? Well, the the president has said that he is the fourth president to oversee the longest war in U.S. history. We went in the United States for two reasons, and that was to eliminate al-Qaeda and to uh, eliminate or certainly arrest, but turned out eliminate uh, Osama bin Laden. We accomplished both of those things because we accomplished what we set out to do. It is time to come home. It is not the mission of the United States to nation build. And... He said, we've left the Afghan government with the ability to 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 defend itself, to, to run its own country. So we're going to pull out. We don't know what's going to happen afterwards, but that was the president's decision and theory behind it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's I mean, you mentioned he's the fourth president. So that's what the three, four terms already. I mean, why is it taking so long? And could we see this drag out even more? That's Joe Biden's question. Why, why is it taking so long? Why is there mission creep? Why is there that we're continuing to send American troops and, and costing American lives uh, and spending, I think it's $2 trillion mm. to accomplish what? Where is Afghanistan any different today than it was 20 years ago, other than the three things we set out to do? And since we've done those things, it's time to come home. This isn't an open-ended assignment. You're right. He is getting a lot of blowback, saying, well, what's going to happen as the Taliban continues to advance? What happens if Afghanistan falls back into civil war? What's going to happen to all the women and girls who are going to be treated awfully by the Taliban? And Joe Biden says that's not my responsibility as U.S. president. Steve, we've seen this uh, desire by U.S. presidents to get out, starting with Obama. And now, uh, you know, Trump said it even in his term. He wanted to pull and started pulling troops out. And now uh, we, of course, Obama, uh, uh, of course, Biden, excuse me, is going to finish it off. But at the end of the day, if the Taliban goes back in and takes over, are people going to say, why did we just spend a trillion dollars and time, yeah. you know, blood and treasure yeah, yeah. and and thousands? 
thousands of U.S. troops and hundreds of thousands mm. of Afghan citizens dead. Is this going to be something that Biden is going to have to deal with it, it, from a negative public perception? I mean, it's certainly possible that, that it would be. I mean, again, his decision is, well, it would be a negative it's not in the U.S. interest. I've been, and this is where Joe Biden says, look, my seniority, having been senator and having been vice president and having decades of Washington experience, I can make and be effective when it comes to the tough decisions. And I can, I, we have civilian control of the military, and it is going to be my decision as to whether or not we stay. And if it does spiral, that doesn't mean the U.S. is, you know, that there aren't other potential solutions working with other governments, working with NATO, and working with the Afghanistan's own neighbors and the Afghan people. But, yeah, it is not an easy decision, or else this would have been made more than, mm. you know, more than, you know, we wouldn't have been there for 20 years in, in the longest war in the history of the United States. And you wonder if uh, they're just stalling time, making it the next president's problem in kick, that Kick sense. the can down the road. This has been done time and time again. Yes, it has. And, and, and that's exactly... That's exactly what the, the president said. He said, I am not going to leave this decision to a fifth president. It's my decision and it's my responsibility and I'm not going to kick the can down the road. All right. And you thought Brexit was bad. <laughs> uh, Steve Oaken, Senior Advisor, McLarty Associates, helping us out this Monday morning. Steve, always appreciate speaking to you. You take care and stay safe, yeah? You too. Thanks, guys. The Asian Insider Podcast channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us.